I want to welcome you to the broadcast today. You know, I've been honored uh, to be able to spend some time with you and share some things that have been in my heart for a long time. You know, these are some of my favorite truths from the Bible. And when we talk about living with purpose, we're talking about thinking with a purpose. You know, before I was born again, and that's almost 30 years ago, I was raised in a great, good Christian home. I knew right from wrong. Um, I had gotten born again at a young age, but, you know, at 13, I completely went a different direction. Lived a very rebellious life. Um, I began to um, assemble my own way of thinking. And all of a sudden, uh, the thinking that I had been raised with and trained with uh, was no longer taking the lead in my life. I was filling my soul with whatever I could fill my soul with to make myself feel better. Um, you know, when you're living a life where you're just constantly fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you never really get to deal with any of the issues of your heart. And it's those issues of our heart, uh, the way that we think, uh, really are the things that can hold us back. So when I got born again, uh, God gave me my mind back. You know, as we talked about last week, you know, Jesus had this encounter with this demoniac. And uh, the demoniac sees Jesus, he runs up to him, he gets down on his knees, and he's like, Jesus, what do you have to do with me? I want you to realize that even the demons knew who Jesus was. And their first reaction was to hit their knees. They had no control over that. Jesus began to talk to this man. I want you to recognize something. Jesus loved this man. Jesus had just left doing all kinds of powerful miracles. I mean, he had um, healed the centurion's servant. He had healed Peter's mother-in-law. He had healed the lepers. Uh, he had raised people from the dead. But he got into this boat and he went across the sea for one man. Jesus will cross any sea. He will go to whatever length just to reach one person that's how much that he loves us. And so when he has this encounter with this demoniac, uh, Jesus asks what his name is, and Jesus, uh, the demoniac responds, I am legion, for we are many. And if you were to look up that word legion, it means 6,000. Now, hey, was the devil telling the truth? Does he ever tell the truth? Who knows? But there were a lot of demons in this man. Well, Jesus uh, sees a, a herd of swine, and these demons ask, Jesus, don't cast us out is that before our time, allow us to go into those pigs. And so Jesus says, super, I allow you to do it. Now, why did Jesus do that? Well, if you go back and look at this area of the Gadarenes and the people that were um, livestocking these animals, these were Jewish men. There's no way that a Jewish man should ever be having a flock of pigs. So Jesus killed two birds with one stone. And he got rid of the unclean thing that was in this man, but he got rid of the unclean thing that was in this area also with these pigs and dealt with them all at once. And after this man was healed and delivered, now notice there were 6,000 demons in this man, 2,000 pigs. All 2,000 pigs ran violently over the edge of the cliff and were killed. So there were many, many, many demons in this man. As I said before last week, just like your phone can be filled with 6,000 songs and you don't have 6,000 songs sticking out of this device, this man had 6,000 demons into his soul. Now, I want you to notice something because this will kind of bring us up to date today. Why is it so important 
to think godly thoughts and to have and to think God's thoughts. Our soul, as I'm, I'm trying to show us, is this massive storage device. And if I am filling my soul, uh, as I used the analogy last week, if I am taking my soul just like my phone, and I am just filling it with country music, filling it with country music, watching country music, listening to country music, talking about country music, filling myself, filling myself, filling myself, filling my phone with country music. When I hit play, it has no other recourse but to play country music. It can only play what's in it. Our soul is the exact same way. If I am constantly filling my soul, filling my soul, filling my soul with ungodly things, for me, therefore, to think that godly things are going to come out of me when I press play, that's a pretty poor misconception. That is deceiving ourselves. Just like our body is made up of the foods that we eat, our our actions and thoughts are made up of the things that we put into our soul. So really what I want to talk about today and in, in leading into this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. And uh, this is coming to us from um, Proverbs 4.23. And it's very, very simple, but very, very powerful. And it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. How did that man get to the point where he had 6,000 demons living inside of him? It all started with one choice. He was not born again. His spirit was dead. His soul was wide open. And through a series of choices and decisions, he began to open himself up to more and more things that were ungodly that he should not have put into him. Who knows? He might have been rebellious towards his parents. Who knows? There might have been perversion. Now, you got 6,000 demons inside of you. You're dealing with multitude upon multitude of different issues. But I want you to notice that Jesus dealt with them all, that he didn't leave one inside of him to teach him something. Here, demoniac, I'm going to take care of 5,999, but I'm going to leave this one so that you'll always know that you have to be dependent on me. God does not work like that. God completely and totally healed that man. But I want you to notice that over time, that the more that this man made poor decisions, poor decisions lead to poor actions, his destiny, his purpose was beginning to become very, very bleak and very, very dark. Why is that? Because he was allowing more and more of Satan into his life. He was, see, Satan wants to possess. The only way that we give Satan any physical power in this earth is he's looking for someone that he can possess, that he can, that he can control. The Holy Spirit is the exact opposite. When we are led by our spirits, and this is the way that Adam and Eve were created, they were spirit beings first. The very first thing that we, we learn as a believer is how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice that the Holy Spirit is gentle and he always leads us. Satan is always dealing with compulsion. He's always dealing with, he's trying to drive us. I've got to make this decision. You got to hurry up. You got to do this and you got to do it fast and you got to do it now. And folks, if you're in a situation, if you're dealing with something in your life and you're just feeling this, this just, I've got to drive, I've got to, this compulsion to do things, that is not the Holy Spirit. This man living out there in those tombs, 
no telling what he was eating. You know, it's, it's just totally and completely possessed by the devil through his choices. He was allowing things into his soul, what he was looking at, what he was saying, and what he was hearing. And those things were leading to actions, and those actions were producing death in his life. I mean, they had written him off. They had wrapped this guy. You have to look at this guy as Samson in reverse. Just how Samson was full of the anointing of God and God used him to destroy the Philistines in his hand. This was the counterfeit of Samson. This was also a man that Satan was like, I'm going to fill him with so many demons that chains couldn't even hold him either. But yet through the power of God, through the love of God, through the compassion of God, Jesus got into a boat, crossed the sea and went over just to heal this man. It is so important that we guard our hearts with all diligence. As a believer, I want to make sure that I am dieting on wholesome and healthy things so that that will produce wholesome and healthy things in my life. People look at us as Christians sometimes and say, oh, you know, you're just fickle or you just, you know, y'all are old fuddy-duddies. You don't want to do anything, you know. Y'all don't want to have any fun. You don't want us to have any fun. That has nothing to do with it. You know, God sets before us life and death, health and blessing, and we have to choose what of those we want to have in our life. It is hard for me as a believer to try and fill myself with horror, with demonic, with the occult, with pornographic images, with um, profanity, all of those things, which we just, some people, it is so easy to flow. And I was there. I was just like that. Profanity was second nature to me. But you know, if, if I want good things to come out of my life, I have to put good things in. And so when the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life, what it's telling me is that my life is going to be totally defined by what I see, what I say, and what I hear. And if I want to end up with a great life, I want you to just do something right now. I want you to picture yourself, and this is the end of your life. You've lived 100 plus years, 120 years in the earth. How do you want to end up? What does your life want to be the sum total of? What do you want your, your, your children to look like? Their grandchildren. What inheritance are you leaving? What legacy are you leaving? Are they going to remember a grandfather? You know, the Bible says that um, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Are you leaving an inheritance to your children's children? Or is there just a legacy of, well... He was a cranky old man. You know, there was just divorce in his family. He could never get it right. He was an alcoholic. You know, all of these, what's the legacy that you're leaving behind? Because right now, by what you're looking at, what you're saying, and what you're listening to, you are producing the foundation for a legacy that you're going to leave behind. What do you want to, what do you want to be remembered for? That he could cuss the paint off of a wall? That, you know, how many women that he was with in his whole life? that how he, you know, was able to con the system, you know, what do you want to be known for? Right now, we have the ability to set in motion a destiny that God has for us and a life that's so full of purpose, it doesn't just affect you, it affects generations to come.
Well, Pastor Fidel, we're back again. We're back, back again. Back in this coffee shop. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Amen. That's right. It's good. Well, this Great. week we're, we're following on from the, the Gadarene uh, episode five. So yes. we, we just got the chance to see what Pastor was talking about in episode that's six. That's right. And something really hit me there about, you know, what goes into your, your heart is then yeah. what, what comes out. That's, so he, he talked a lot about that. And that really hit me about the reality of guarding your heart yeah, that's right, against yeah. from sight, hearing, hearing, and your mouth. Yes. And I'm sure you've got lots of examples in your life where you get those conflicts coming against you. That's right. To to make sure you guard your heart against yes. what it is. Because it talks about he talked about how that legion yes. that legion of demons was in that man. And we're joking about it like when is the devil ever to tell the truth about it, you know, he was boasting about everything and that's what that lifestyle of serving Satan and anything worldly comes in. It's exaggeration, it's blown out of all proportion yes. and whatnot. I like how Jack brought it back that <clears throat> that Jesus left a thriving ministry. He was healing people, casting out devils, raising the dead, and he left that to go for one man. For one person, and I, I thought yeah. that yeah, that that's what God would do. This man needed a touch from God, and and so he left. He left his ministry. It's like a it's like a evangelist preaching to ten thousand people. But then the Lord said, "But I want you to go into the next state. There's one man there. I need you to go and pray for." Now, if he had the purpose in his heart, he'd go and do that. But a lot of guys wouldn't do that. They'd say, "I'm going to leave yeah. ten thousand people to go for one." Yeah, I want you to go for that one person. I thought that was I thought that was neat. And how many examples of that in the Bible? It's reminded of, of David for that one lamb that he went loved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the 99. Yeah. And, and actually, for me, in real life, as I was living, you know, with my family, with my father especially, that we'll go get the cows. And there's one missing, so you have to let the other ones and go find it. And don't come home without it. <laughs> without, it. Not, uh. without it. No, you have to come, you know. Actually, my father will say to me, do not come home without my cows. You know, so. And can you believe that that's what we're like to the father? Amen. That's right. He'll do it for just one. Just one, no yeah. No matter just what. Just one. Leave those right there and go find the other one before you take the rest home. And the other thing Pastor was talking about that is really, really good and you know, it's a good analogy. He talks about you know, the 6,000 demons, but then how much are you putting on your device, your cell phone? Yeah. You know, yeah 6,000. Right. If you're listening to country and Western all the time, that's what's going to come out of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I thought more also about like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Yes. Like, yes. It's easy for me in my work to get connected with the work chat and then go after work for uh, a drink with them yeah. and have yeah. something to eat. And then what are you listening to? That's right. Are you able no, that's to, true. That's to true. surround yourself? Like right now, we're with like men, minded men yeah. who believe in God and his word. And Fidel, we've been part of Conqueror and, and a war path. Yes. Yeah. How much more now are we seeing with the fellowship of being with each other? How are we able to build each other that's, up, that's edify right. each other, right. be that's accountable right. to each other as opposed to what? And, and before a year ago, in fact, I had very few Christian men that yeah. I could really spend time with. That's yeah. good. So it's just amazing how important it is, and, and I'm reminded all the time of how yeah. important it is of surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, that's what, right. Back to that, what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're saying, 
is 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 what's coming out of the that's heart. What, yeah, kind of like right. you're going to absorb your surrounding. Yes. Whatever surrounding you are in, you're going to absorb that. That's why, yeah, I like to be around brothers of like-minded faith to absorb. Just yeah, you're going to hear it. Amen. And then it's going to drop into your heart. That's right. That's why I like playing golf with Pastor Jack here, because at least he's praying over the ball and he's hitting it. <laughs> other guys I play golf with, they say a lot of other things. They still have stuff. Wrong things. I know it. Thank you, Lord. But, and, and we rub that off on each other. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. That's right. Just, uh, I, I do not like to be around now. I do not like to be around people that are not like-minded. Uh, I don't like being around cussers. I just I did that I never have really liked that, but yeah, you just you want to stray from that. You want you want to absorb from God's people. That's right. right. Yeah, I think that's God's purpose. And how easy it is to get numb to things that are happening around you. Like I find even oh. television now. I will I resist. I will turn it off. Yeah. If there's something that is Amen. inappropriate. Amen. Whereas before I might have just watched yeah. it because it's, yeah. it won't hurt. It yeah, won't I hurt. I agree. But that does, back to your iron sharpens iron. And, iron and sharpens we need to, iron. in our lives, be so conscious of those things and guard against them. That's right. Guard against them. Every this is why this teaching is so great. Well, this was a good episode. Maybe we'll get invited back in a later yeah. episode as well <laughs> to talk about it. My number one prayer is that this message was a blessing to you today. And if this is something that you know blessed your life, let us know, but also share it, send it to your friends. You know, these types of teachings uh, we put out there, we want to be a blessing to people. We want to help people. Jesus is in the business of helping people. So follow us on Facebook, look for us on Twitter. If you want any more information about our church or where we have a lot more videos, go to westhoustonchristian.com. Hey, and if you're in the Houston area or you're just visiting, Come join us for church on a Sunday morning. The Spirit of the Lord is moving and He wants you to be a part of it.